This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Welcome, y'all. I got a very special guest here with me today, Rhett Taylor from Ned CBD. If you've been listening to many of the episodes, you've probably been hearing been hearing his rave about it. And uh, fortunately enough, I after our last event in Breckenridge, Deanna and I decided to rent a place here in Colorado for the month. After visiting several spots, we're here in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. It's an awesome gateway to so much adventure. Uh, Rhett, you just went on an adventure, a three-day solo quest, camping and hiking somewhere in the woods nearby. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was supposed to be a three-day solo quest, um, and I picked the Flat Tops Wilderness, which is uh, just north of here, and it's one of the most remote places in Colorado. Probably 99% of Coloradans have never been there, much less even heard about it. But um, it's a gorgeous place, and... Um, yeah, I was going to spend three days up there on a solo spirit quest. It's been a while since I really checked in with myself and, uh, just turned 40. I just made a big transition in my business. Um, I felt like it was time for me to kind of just touch base with myself. Uh, so I got up to the flat tops on Friday morning and, uh, started hiking in and I wanted to get up to some lakes and the plan was just to park myself at a lake and spend the next three days just uh, meditating. I brought a little plant medicine, uh, fasting, and just kind of journaling as well. And that was the plan. That was the total plan. But I, I got up there and it just wasn't the right spot for it. There were way, way, way too many mosquitoes. <laughs> Uh, anytime I would try to sit still for a minute, I was just swarmed. I mean, like breathing in mosquitoes. So I kind of, uh, I was thinking, I was, I thought about my business partner, Adrian's, uh, Vipassana and how difficult it was for him and how breaking through the difficulty was actually like the, the juice of it all. And so I was like kind of grinding it out and swallowing mosquitoes and getting bit and, but I just couldn't focus on what I wanted to. Um, in my mind, I was, you know, just very much at peace, but I was just constantly swatting mosquitoes. <laughs> Man, what an experience. Um, mosquitoes are a real, uh, I, there are so many stories about mosquitoes. First of all, I am not certain of why. Do you have any theories or have you heard any theories why certain mosquitoes are more attracted to certain people than others? So like when I go out in the wilderness sometimes, when I'm with Deanna, I don't notice the mosquitoes because they seem like they, and she notices them big time. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes when I'm by, by myself, I'm like, oh man, this is a different experience. And it's not just like bugs there because they're literally drawing blood from you in certain areas of the world. They are a force to be reckoned with, I guess, because some of them carry diseases such as uh, like malaria, but not here in Colorado. No. Um, I know in Central America, if there's been Timothy and I would do like a, we would watch out for each other and mm. because dengue fever was mm -hmm. a pretty prevalent topic and there, there was sometimes we were surrounded by mosquitoes so we would literally play a game and we're smacking each other while we were yeah. walking to the surf spot <laughs> but you being out there by yourself man that uh well that sounds intense did you actually swallow any yeah you swallowed I mean they, they were at any given moment there were 40 50 or 60 swarming around me Goodness but anyways gracious. and you know i can deal with that but i was trying to like be there to to check in with myself and and to go deeper and it just wasn't happening with with all those damn mosquitoes so i bagged it after 
basically two days and uh and decided I would try this again uh, out in Utah, which was the place that was always calling me. Utah is uh, the Canyonlands and Escalante area. I feel like I've had many, many past lives there. And it just, there's something spiritual that, that draws me there. And I really wanted to get there, but I was thinking about time and driving. And so I, I stayed a little closer to home and that was a mistake. Um, but, you know, I learned a lot from it. I had a nice time. And uh, here I am now with you. You harvested you harvested some spring water the same yeah. har- spring. I we may have like basically crossed paths. I just may have drove up there with Deanna. Davina sleeping in the back, uh-huh. harvesting my spring water. You may have been walking there to get it yourself or something. But uh, why that spring and springs in general? I would like. I know we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk more about your that quest you were on and um, the big life changes that you were alluding to and the big business moves you were alluding to. But also, for anyone that hasn't met Rhett through my podcast, he is actually does the intro for the podcast I do with uh, Hollis Carter from Baby Bathwater, and that's a great one to check out. And in that intro, we talk about Ned and the CBD company, and you also mentioned you brought uh, plant medicine with you, and I was thinking the recent episode is called Do You Know the Mushroom Man, and I think you were alluding to fun guys, if that's cool for me to share. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you had fun with the fun guys in the midst of the mosquito mayhem, but I guess that's something else to talk about, but it's very, all this is very synchronous, I'm painting this, building a web for us, because uh-huh. the mushroom man was raving about pairing mushrooms with CBD. And sure enough, here you are slinging the CBD uh, from a friend of yours that's like probably 70 miles or 80 miles away yeah. from where we're at. Yeah. And that's it's all coming from that farm, correct? Yep. All the hemp is coming from that farm. All of it. So that to me, that's a big deal. Um, we've had we've talked to, with many CBD companies, but that was like what really got me interested in being aligned with having Ned mm-hmm. sponsor the Breaking Normal podcast. And then obviously, when we got to meet and spend the night at your place in Boulder, it was like, oh, this is just another affirmation to this partnership. So now, getting you to get here on the show, I want to talk a little bit about the Ned and the CBD, and why, especially why that it was important to you with the situation that your mom was facing and you supporting yeah. her that with that. And then also the fun topics like the fun guys and maybe why <laughs> the vision quest or what what you're remembering in the canyon lands and this past life. Yeah. I want to hear about the past lives. So I don't know where you want to start with all yeah. the ingredients I just threw on the table. <laughs> well, I want to add one more and we can get to it. But I want to tell you, and I've never told you this, I want to tell you how I learned about you probably three years or so ago. So. But and we'll get to that. All right. All right. All right. So, do you have a uh, um, a heart on? I like you know. There's people. There's this a heart on. This this is how actually I live my life by having a heart on. Uh, and I want to <laughs> emphasize the heart on. Heart on. And okay. sometimes I have heart ons with a heart on. But this is different. Um, I do think that there's subtle like the the spark. Whatever sparks the electricity in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um is very connected to like consciousness and the creator and the divine and the unexplainable and really maybe why I'm here. And I feel like when I can tune into that frequency of a subtle heart on, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's my, that's like the butterfly I'm supposed to follow yeah. with what I communicate I like about. That. So um, if you have a heart on about any of those, those ingredients, I'd love to start there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, you know, sort of how we got into Ned okay. and, um, uh, Four, five years ago, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and her doctors caught it very early and uh, she was 
basically given the choice, the doctors wanted her to do radiation and she decided after a lot of deliberation, uh, not to, she would skip, uh, skip radiation in favor of battling her cancer through nutrition, like deep, deep nutrition, uh, through movement and through positive thinking. And this was back in 2015. And, um, and that kind of scared me because her doctors were, were pretty adamant that she, she did it. I wanted her to do every single thing she could to, um, stay alive. And I also realized that she knew very little about what it meant to battle cancer through nutrition. Uh, so I went out and I did a big deep dive into everything nutrition and, um, living in Boulder, Colorado, I'm surrounded by all types of health experts. And I tapped into all of them from medical doctors to shamans, to nutritionists, everything in between. And one of the things that kept coming up over and over was CBD uh, or cannabinoids in general. And, um, and I started buying CBD cannabinoids for my mom, but so two years go by and I've bought basically every different uh, brand on the market and haven't really been able to develop an affinity for any of them. I just, I didn't know how they're growing their hemp or how they're extracting or like their purpose behind it all. And, um, and then two summers ago, uh, three summers ago now, actually, I decided I would, um, try to source my own and figure out the whole process. And I had a bit of time. My wife and daughter were in the Netherlands where my wife's from. And, um, and I love driving country roads and I like talking with people. And so I decided I'd go out and meet uh, some hemp farmers and I did. And, uh, and I met a lot of the hemp farmers that work with some of the big companies that I was buying. Um, and they were good people. They were good farmers, but they weren't, uh, growing hemp the way I thought they ought to, which is, uh, for quality instead of quantity. And they were growing it all just like they grew their soybeans and their alfalfa and their corn, uh, just for quantity. And, uh, it was a little disillusioning, but then I kept hearing about this one guy, Kurt, and he lives over the two passes from here. Um, he lives in Paonia, Colorado, which is just this like farming Mecca. Um, it's this amazing farming community with the same microclimate as Kansas. So, um, if you can picture that with the elevation of, uh, I think they're at about 6,000 feet. So, um, there's an old river that flowed through there and the soil is super rich. There's like 330 days of sun, there's mountain water. Um, and then there's this like uh, brain trust of amazing farmers. So Paonia is just this really amazing farming community. And I kept hearing about Kurt in Paonia and I just kept wanting to meet him. And it turned out my sister, Catherine, who you've got to meet, um, she knew him and she introduced us. And we met on this like gorgeous fall day with all the Aspen um, in like full on gold mode. And as soon as I drove onto Kurt's land, I knew he was our guy. Like he had, he was purifying the already pure mountain water. He was building his own soil his own fertilizers, um, natural pesticides, everything totally organic, not just organic, but like, but biodynamic, um, which is way, way above and beyond organic. Biodynamic is sort of the understanding that farming, there's a lot of science to it. 
but there's also a spirituality to it. So um, Kurt was farming in this fashion and immediately I knew he was our guy. And um, it all kind of started there. He directed me to the best extraction company in Colorado, which extracts in a very clean, pure, gentle, kind manner. Um, so it really respects the plant at the end of its life. And, um, and it ends up with a much pure, cleaner, more effective, uh, CBD. It's, you know, CBD is just one of the many cannabinoids. Um, there's over 200, but CBD is kind of the, the more famous one. THC is the other famous one. That's the only one that gets you high. Um, CBD is sort of the... It's kind of the bus driver for all the other cannabinoids. So it gets them there to the party and then CBC and CBN, CBG, they all are very healthy as well. So, Wow. Wow. A real CB party. Yeah. Um, and then, so on this, I'm just thinking chronologically with the, your mom, because if, mm-hmm. you, if you, anyone listens to the intro, it's a really cool 10 minute story about this situation with your mom, but she is now cancer free. Yeah. And where did the CBD fit into that process? And when did you start sourcing your own CBD or figuring this out along that journey side by side with your mom? So it was, um, two years. Yeah. It was two years to the date when she was diagnosed with cancer that I started the process. And then she started with Ned CBD Um, And she's cancer-free. She's running marathons at 66 years old. Um, She's very, very healthy. But that's, you know, that's part of a much larger whole that she uses to battle her cancer. And so that includes a very strict plant-based diet, um, no sugars, really, really working on reducing inflammation. Um, and then when did she get diagnosed as cancer free from when, uh, on her birthday a year ago on her, and how many years was that from when she was first diagnosed? Three, three and a half years. Wow. I'm just putting it and that was on her birthday. When's her birthday? Uh, June 11th. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, my birthday is June 1st. Ah. So everyone can have their judgments about the <laughs> meme of the Zodiac and what that means for how you experienced me. <laughs> um, anywho, well, that's just such a. I, I love that you went out there and did that too. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I've been at a. Sometimes I've been at the ends of like figuring out things like from other people or even googling. I mean, in some ways, I would say humanity is drowning in information. Yeah. And the truth is like a lot of truthful information mixed in with a lot of other weird stuff. Um, but sometimes there's still stuff I haven't been able to source online, and it, it is special to go out there and figure it out for myself by like yeah. synchronicity, by asking this person, by like all of a sudden I feel like I'm being guided for, from something bigger than Google. Absolutely. That's, that was the mission I was on and it was part of enjoying the process. You know, like I said, I like driving country roads. I like talking with people. I like connecting. And, um, and so for me, that was just a lot of fun and it was interesting. Uh, I had a lot of interest in doing this. And so I would be, uh, it wouldn't be completely honest for me to say I did it all for my mom. Um, I enjoyed the process. I liked um, putting it together. And then since building the, starting the business, um, coming up on two years ago, I've just enjoyed it immensely. So much so that um, I left my very lucrative other business behind. 
And what was that? And that was probably the business shift you were talking about yeah. coming off fr- pretty fresh off of, what yeah. was that? Fre- f- you're a fob, fresh off the business. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, very fresh off the business. In fact, on Thursday, I just spoke with my best friend who I've worked with for the past 12 years, uh, Josh, and told him, buddy, I'm out. And, um, it wasn't a surprise for him and he was actually incredibly gracious and very, he's always been my biggest supporter, but, um, it was a lot of, a lot of work for me to get to that point because the other business that I, I have or had, um, is extremely successful. I'm at the top of my field. Um, very, very, very lucrative and comfortable, but, um, it is not a passion. And in fact, it's, it's become it had become, um, ever since I really knew what my mission was, which is to help people reconnect with nature and, and true health, um, it has been sort of like an albatross around my neck and something really brought me down. What was that business? Uh, representing manufacturers of custom-made four- and five-star hotel furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So 12 years ago, I started that in New York City and uh, I did it entirely for the money, which um, I grew up with not a lot of and really thought that money would bring me happiness and bring me all the things that I didn't have. Um, And really wanting to also support my family and just having some some money issues, I'd say, you know, Um, and made some money but um, really didn't find the fulfillment that I thought it would bring. Well, way to, um, I would, what I would say is way to let go of the golden handcuffs mm-hmm. so that you could turn your job into a joy of being. Absolutely. Joy of being, J-O-B, I like that. Yeah, it's got to be. That's, that's, that's my main um, probably philosophy in coaching people money, like business coaching is like, well, is this, uh, the business is purely a symbol of, some a value it's a symbol of value and value is infinite mm. so don't go chasing uh, a finite sample of something just for the symbol because that's like trying to eat a menu in a restaurant rather than the meal mm. so yeah of course it's not gonna bring happiness um, but I think if someone's joyful along the way it's gonna be like a reminder of wow I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm doing my joy of being baby that's what I'm doing right now with Ned <laughs> yeah 100% every day and not every day is great but um it is great at the end of it because we're building and building and building. It feels really good. Yeah, congratulations on that. And, that, and thank you. Thank you. I'm ex- I've been using it pretty consistently. I even used it when I first got to Colorado. I got so baked, like fried. I, I think we, when we were in Breckenridge especially, like the uh-huh. high altitude in the sun and something was drying my face out. And mm. um, I was using some of the tincture on my skin. Yeah. And I don't know if there I could have... I don't know anything better actually for that situation. It seems. Yeah. We hear that a lot and we've created topicals as well for the skin. Um, we're developing a whole new line as well, but, uh, it's great for, you know, there's a ton of uses for cannabinoids. And Deanna once was making sure to ask if you had any of the cardamom lip balm on you. I don't Um, know. I'll check. I'll check my, my, my car, but if not, I'll send it up to you. Yeah. She was a special requesting. (laughs) And if any of the one that wants to try, I think you basically, I think I got this right now. Hello, Ned.com slash breaking normal. And then in the code, put in breaking normal and they get 15% off their first order. Is that correct? That's right. All right. Awesome. Yep. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for uh, yeah you and sponsoring this podcast so far, uh, what y'all have contributed, and it's been a real synergistic uh, joy of being mm. for me. Yeah, and, I feel that synergy and that alignment, and we're and, always looking for alignment. Yeah, it's opened up my eyes, too, that I think I there's been so many over the decade of being online, especially when we were doing Rob Raz, and we were, we were very mm. strict about what we were promoting uh, eating-wise uh-huh. at a certain point. We had so many companies approaching us and most of them are just like we want to eat this so yeah. I, I don't really i don't know if i can i like that people this is a good sign but it never was a, i think i almost gave up on like promoting products at one mm. point or i just surrendered to the idea but um now this is rekindling my flame for what other mm. products out are out there that i could partner with oh i'm so glad yeah so thank you for yeah I'm, no, I'm so glad because for us, you give us the platform to tell our story, to to share because, you know, we really go to some crazy extreme lengths and time and expense to create the absolute best product we can. You know, I built this for my mom, so it's got to be top notch and, you know, you don't cut any corners for people that you love like that. So, you know, we've got a lot of competition out there and... You know, yes, not all of them do it the same way. I just want to highlight that, like in Colorado, especially, this seems like it, uh, is there is it possible like a new CBD company is being started every day? Uh, no, yeah, I think there's probably like twelve or fifteen, <laughs> maybe even a hundred every day. This is every a day crazy we have market man. Yeah, every day probably five, six, eight new CBD companies start following us on Instagram. Um, we're on the design boards of all these big agencies and. You know, um, and it's good. I like competition, but um, we do it our our way, which is with the highest quality, again, sparing no expense. Um, and not everybody does it that way. So it's it's important for us to have partnerships with you, you and others who are passionate about high quality products and really bring the integrity that you do to your J-O-B joy of being um because then people those people that that listen to you and take their health cues or their spirituality cues or whatever it is um can understand that there's something different here so yeah yeah thank you that that, that is a big deal i'm not i guess that'd be like a procurer um of sorts it's because what i was alluding to earlier how much misinformation and truth information out there mm-hmm. people that can procure um, or distill what, what's maybe the most effective out of all the chaos out there. That's a very important service. Mm. And I do feel affirmed in you saying that. And I think I do take that sincerely. Yeah. So thank you. Well, it's, it's important. And we really insist on only working with people that are in the same mindset as you, which is, um, that they wouldn't promote something that they wouldn't use themselves. Rasta. <laughs> yep. Now I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about like, now I'm getting, wondering if that's always been true. I recently did Viome with the Viome kit and that was like a, oh, a yeah. gut sample. I got it comped. So I was very happy about that. And it was very, I'm like so intrigued about the idea of that. And I still have like question marks, mm. but I, what I love about that product and if anyone wants to try it, just the whole process of getting more aware of one's poop and getting these results back, whether someone agrees with them or not, that's a pretty illuminating process. 
it's illuminating too for me because uh, on a bigger topic and you with you reconnecting with nature, do you have any ideas, any better ideas of what humanity can do with their poop? <laughs> like as a whole, do you have any theories about, have you ever thought about that uh, along your journeys? I have. I'm like, I haven't put too much thought toward it, honestly. <laughs> Man, when I, get, when I think about that, uh, especially because you were talking about Kurt taking the water so sincerely. Yeah. When I think about like the general culture, um, taking clean water or like not the best water from that, whatever they can get the most, the most mm-hmm. water. This is how I understand it's probably done most of the time. The most water easiest. Um, and then they add literally poison to it uh flora yeah. you know yeah. these things that were if they were consumed in a larger dose would be very dangerous mm-hmm. uh and what they do in a small dose i guess we're figuring out every day um but they add poison to that and then that clean water that somewhat clean water now gets pooped into mm-hmm. and i don't know it just seems like something i like that boggles my mind sometimes. yeah i'm sure you're right and then Probably. it gets dumped somewhere i'm like my my daughter will probably or my granddaughter will probably look back at us and be like, "What were they thinking?" <laughs> yeah, and then especially with Naveen or like people like Naveen are now showing that maybe poop is like treasure in a way. Mm. It's like the true treasure, and all all this time, <laughs> all these radical ways to like get rid of it. And yeah. wait, anyways, the waste of waste. Yeah, yeah. The paradox of life. Here we well, are. Well, Kurt's farmer Kurt, our single source farmer over in Paonia, he's super stoked on water right now. Um, he's been using well water for the last several years and, um, on his crops, but this year he, he, it's really amazing. Actually, every time we go there, um, and we'll, we'll be there every other month or so we see where our money is going and he's just totally reinvesting it back into his farm. So he's buying equipment, a greenhouse, and he, really wanted to work on bettering his water. And he's got great well water, but um, it's got a bit of, of sulfur in it, a little bit too much salt. And he's got mountain spring water, mountain uh, snow melts coming off Mount Lamborn behind his farm. And so he, he spent the money to dig a pond. And, um, and now he's got this awesome pond at the top uh, southeast corner of his of his farm and he's watering his plants with this uh, mountain snow melt and he says it's making all the difference i mean all the difference and the plants are just thriving he realized he was underwatering the all of the last five or six years um and he's just so stoked on water right now that is awesome i want to i want to see if i can get him on the show because yeah. i could probably go off on water with him for a long time oh yeah i interviewed that guy mike reynolds the uh founder of earthship community or earthship architecture Uh Mm -hmm. and man his passion about water i've had a few people on the show that that i thought i was the most passionate person on water in the world and then i meet these people i'm like wow (laughs) wow there's other people out here like this oh yeah big time yes and that speaking of that and you say it makes all the difference one thing we did uh before our breckenridge event the before in between boulder and breckenridge we went on that hike to Lost Lake, and you yeah. spent a significant time in that Lost Lake water that was probably in the 50s or below, I'd say. And what you say? You spent nine minutes in there. Is that right? Is it, what it was around t- that <laughs> And honestly, it blew my mind. Like, I've, I've never spent that much time or been that comfortable in cold water as I was that day with you guys. And, um, yeah, it was incredible. So we went up. We, we hiked up to Lost Lake. Um, and then we did a breathwork session and I had never really done a true proper breathwork session. 
And I, th- I feel like it was, it was partly that, maybe mostly that, but then it was also the intention that Timothy set at the beginning of the hike, which was, it just kind of sat with me throughout the hike up to the lake, which is about an hour and a half or so. And I was just building intention, building intention, building intention. And then uh, we did the breath work and I was like, shit, I don't think I'm doing this right. Cause I'm not really feeling anything like, um, I felt maybe a little tingly in my legs, but, and I was trying. And then I thought as I got into the water, you know, I'd love to stay in here for like three minutes. That'd be amazing. And I got in and I just was warm. I felt really, really warm. Uh, I felt at total peace and it was such a breakthrough for me. Um, and at, at one point it's interesting, um, at one point I felt, I began to feel a little bit self-conscious, like people were thinking I was showing off or something. Mm-hmm. And um, and at that point I kind of turned away and started facing the mountains. And, um, and then at three or four or five minutes after that, I felt like, okay, I should probably get out. I think it's coming up on like 10 minutes now. It might not be healthy to be in here too much longer. <laughs> And, but I felt completely warm and, um, and I got out and, and, um, uh, yeah, later on, I, I realized that that mindset that, um, was true, like that people did think I was showing off and, uh, it wasn't that it was just a total breakthrough and feeling complete comfortability in that water. Oh, so you were saying you felt confirmed that people thought you were showing off? Yeah. By who? Who do? You, when did you think that? I'm curious. Well, Timothy and I talked about that. Okay. And um, and it was, but it was Timothy who enabled me to get there, and he was the one who created that space for me to do so. And um, and he, um, I felt like he uh, really gave me that power to do it and if it wasn't for him then I would not have been able to (laughs) nice you'll definitely have to listen to the remember that epic day podcast with Timothy and I and Mm. how we bring you up now it's just like full circle (laughs) yeah that um well I thought of that because you said it made all the difference like Kurt saying the water made all the Mm. difference on the the plants Uh and a lot of times when I emerge after a nice cold immersion especially with the breath work and the intention and the ritual I've been doing that right down the street almost every morning out here when I emerge from that immersion I feel like that made all the difference yeah I'm like that's a good way to describe it I'm like that that makes all the difference and it's weird because how many people look at me like I'm crazy there. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that like, you know, the kid parents are taking their kids away from the water for multiple reasons, you know, at the river, you know, when little kids, toddlers running around the river, not only because of the cold, but, but they are very fright. The parents are very, most of the parents are very frightened of how cold yeah. the water is. And here I am <laughs> making like, it's like one of my must do's almost in the morning Absolutely. because it makes all the difference. Yeah. And I'm the crazy one. And to me, that's crazy. I'm like, man, 
I, I do think, like you were mentioning your daughters, people years from now, I do yeah. think like eventually, and, and I think it's already happening in certain spots. Boulder, I think, is one of the places where yeah. you might even find a little crowd of people. Like oh, yeah. you, someone might be in your polar plunging spot that you were the day before. Yep. So it is evolving. And I think uh, it's probably remembering. I have a feeling when the natives mm-hmm. lived out here without any manipulation, man, they were probably spending some time in that cold water. Like it was like it was uh, because it, they must. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had a whole different uh, ability to deal with it. Something that was that's bred over a lifetime, um, a lifetime without Gore-Tex and, and furnaces. And, you know, so they've and we can develop that as well. Um, and there are many great examples out there today of people who do that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, people have been looking at me like I'm crazy for a long time, climbing trees in Central Park, barefoot, and then eventually leading, you know, thousands of people through New York City um, into Central Park to do the same. And but uh, you were doing that at one point. Yeah, I had Is a this... big meetup group in in New York where uh, literally thousands of people came over the course of a few years, and we would climb rocks and trees and that, barefoot. That's another one of those like <laughs> at, talking about remembering. I believe like there can be DNA deeply embedded, like activated, yeah, um, for sure. and, and then consciously remembered, and maybe that comes to the past lives story that you were mm-hmm. that I'm excited to explore by not only the cold immersions, but um, by tr- climbing a tree, simply climbing a tree. So I don't know if you have a if someone's listening, they're feeling inspired. I, I've had my friend Rafe Kelly on before. Yeah. I don't know if you know him, but I know the name. Okay, definitely check that podcast out. That's what I would say one of my the best ones I've. And I think he says the best podcast he's ever done, and he's he's done a lot. So mm. he uh, he gets people to climb trees, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's a master at it. But I was like, I, when I went to his retreat and we climbed some trees, there was definitely something happening to me. I was like, oh my oh, yeah. gosh, I'm I can climb trees. I'm supposed to climb trees. Yeah, yeah, we are, and we did, and we, in fact, when we climb trees and when we get up high, you can look into the body, and there are studies that show that our you know, are, are all those biomarkers, those hormones, the neurotransmitters that we want to, when we want to feel comfortable, at ease, um, connected, those are all firing when we're high up in a tree. Because when we were evolving in nature on the savanna, um, the place we would go to be safe would be high up in a tree. And so that goes all the way back to our very early DNA. Um, and remember that our DNA is very closely aligned with chimpanzees. Um, it's like fire, right? So why do we like fire so much? Because that's where we sat around and talked. It's where we connected with family. It's where we cooked food. It's where we made love. It's where good things happened around a fire. It's why we like fresh water. When we see fresh water, we feel at ease. We feel good because when we were nomads traveling the savanna, we would go from water source to water source. And we could feel at ease when we would get to the next source and we could relax and build a fire and make love. So these are these things are deeply within us and we don't lose those. And this is what I've been studying for the last 10 years. And I've read literally every book on the subject and that's how I found you and Breaking Normal book. Um, it fell within that purview of, of tapping into DNA, tapping into what it is about nature that makes us feel better. 
awesome. So you then you read Breaking Normal. Yeah, right when it first came out. Man, so uh, well, I would be curious. There's uh, there, there's another. I'm gonna add a few more ingredients on this topic. I wanted to say something about my friend Angel, who's going to Rafe's workshop. Who also is part of our facilitator training. He has a special story about the cold water immersion as well. I want to talk about making all the difference. I want to make sure to plant that seed. But at the same time, I'm curious, when you read Breaking Normal, what was your experience of that? I'm all, I'd love to hear. I, lo- I get to see a lot of reviews online, uh-huh. but it's fun to see someone face-to-face and hear about what they thought about Breaking Normal yeah. or what that brought up for them. If yeah. you remember, I mean, it sounds like you've read a lot mixed in. Between I have, them. and it's been a couple of years now. But um, I loved the – yeah, I think the story that sat with me the most was the one – uh, kind of early on in the book with the woman who like kind of struggled to get into the cold water and, and, um, that experience with the tribe just really sat with me well. So, and that's exactly, that's this cold water. Maybe there's, I have a feeling there's many people listening to this that might have profound breakthroughs that make all the difference by some cold water immersion. Maybe that's why it's such a relevant thread because that was another thing I thought of was angel. Who's been part of our facilitator training in Oregon, we had some probably similar temperature water of Lost Lake, the ocean, uh-huh. but the fierce wind howling. And we found mm. like this little like slot canyon to do breath work in. And I think he was kind of too like, I, he probably was not sure if this is a good idea. Is this safe? Is it a, is this crazy? Is this even working? Um, is, is he showing off? That's a big thing. I'm so happy that you felt like you were maybe showing off and you did it anyways. Like you didn't let that hold you back. Do you know how many people have held themselves back from not from doing something that would be good for them because they are scared and might look like they're showing off? Yeah. Yeah. Myself <laughs> many other times. Yeah. That, that's breaking normal. You got to break that habit. That is Definitely. breaking normal. That is so normal. That is so normal for people. Yeah. You got to break that one. But anyways, Angel came out of that water allegedly and he um, had apparently chronic pain for like as long for a very long time mm. and apparently it was gone after that that like, doesn't surprise like me like gone <laughs> yeah and i'm like whoa that's some i mean i i do it on the daily so maybe i'm or most days so i'm maybe not experienced maybe if i stopped doing it for a long time and then i did it again i'd be like oh mm. like any drug um <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's fun to hear when someone hasn't done it and then they do it and what might be able to happen in yeah. one in one trip yeah well you said drug and you said trip. I mean, it is very much like a drug. And if you want to change your state, right, the best, easiest, fastest, cleanest, healthiest thing to do is to get into cold water. If I'm ever pissed off or upset or sad or just like meh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going straight to the cold shower. Or I'm going straight to the cold river because immediately, immediately you change. And all of a sudden you're laughing in the shower, woohooing. And that's like a drug. That's like going on a trip. Yeah, and I think that has a lot to do with when someone's in that state before you, maybe and mad, angry, sad, whatever, the state that they're like, ugh, they could change. It's probably there's so much attention in their mind and they're maybe literally their head. Mm-hmm. That when you get in the cold mm. water, you really, the That's nervous right. system is not in your head anymore no. only. It is literally your whole nervous system yeah. is lighting up. Yeah. And it's, um, it is lighting up and it's so cool because like I said, I've studied nature and the effects of nature on the body for the past 10 years. And it's cool to do that at this time and place in history because we have so many ways of looking into the body and seeing exactly what's going on when we do a cold plunge or when we walk down a forest path 
or when we exercise outdoors, we can see through MRIs and EKG and a plethora of other modern technologies that those neurotransmitters we want to fire are firing. So that represents a, a huge, huge opportunity to me to, um, to tap into that, finding ways of tapping into those different um, hormones, neurotransmitters, and being able to change your state of thought or consciousness or whatever through nature. Um, that represents a huge opportunity to me that I think will be one of the bigger opportunities of this next century. What happens, you know, how do we tap into these sorts of things like cold plunges and walks in the woods? And instead of turning to pharmaceuticals or alcohol or drugs, we can just get outdoors. And that is exciting to me too on a whole nother level because then we begin to value the outdoors even more because right now we're not valuing it nearly enough. And we see that in the pollution and, you know, all these issues that we have from that devaluation of nature. So once we have a reason to utilize it, then we will begin to value it more. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, I'm thinking there's so many, I think I've caught the, uh, as, uh, Mike, Mike Reynolds, the founder of, um, Earthship Architecture, who I referenced earlier, he references himself as a, vi- like he's a virus mm. and you might catch him. Yeah. And the, it's the virus of clean water. Mm. Like that you, someone becomes, um, en- enchanted by the idea of clean water and mm. having clean water. That's like his bug that he's passing. And I have that bug and, um, it's it's gotten me to open up other like nature experiences that I felt could really heal someone. Like like there's springs around here. I went to some springs around here. Have you been to the one like Iron Mountain Hot Springs, for instance? It's a commercial one. No, I haven't been there. I know it though. There is a pool there that's the the hottest pool. They have like twenty yeah. pools. The hottest one I think is the source. Uh-huh. And that is some of the most mineral rich, hot medicinal water I've ever experienced. And I've been to a lot of hot springs. So I'm like Thinking if someone was manic, for instance, like I, I'm like, I, I have this idea of becoming not a medical doctor, but like a, a prescriber of nature medicine, please, a please procurer do. of yeah. nature medicine. That's like, I literally yeah. think someone that might be going spiraling out of control in a mental state, if they went in that tub all day yeah. and then walked to the river and maybe did 10 rounds of that yeah. and maybe didn't eat, maybe didn't even eat. Yeah. You might be surprised. That might all make all the difference. Well, Glenwood Springs, where we're sitting right now was the place where people came to become healthy in the early 1900s and late 1800s. And Doc Holliday was here and many, many, many other people came here and other sanitariums. And sanitariums were places where you would go and connect with nature. And it was where you would go to get the waters. And it was the pres- the prescription was nature. And it was time in, just like you described, in that mineral-rich water, in the cold water, in the trees. And they these were all over uh, North America and Europe at the turn of the 19th century. And, um, and that was the cure. And then things changed when we began to become able to synthesize drugs. And so instead of the cure being the waters, it became the anxiety drug. And there used to be advertisements for Glenwood Springs, the sanitarium. And then those advertisements 
became replaced with advertisements for the very, very early um, prescription medication. Yeah, I mean, I, now I'm having a flashback. The other day, I went into the caves. Have you been to the vapor caves by any chance? No. You gotta check that out. That, that's <laughs> and I'm thinking like I've I've even noticed my lungs. Maybe got maybe the uh, the sacred herb. Maybe the CBD. I want to focus more on than the whole plant smoking it. Sometimes I, I, up here, I've been noticing my lungs a little bit and I went to the vapor caves and I was like doing breath work and I was like man this is like medicine for my this is maybe my lungs were dry like I just needed yeah. some wetness in them or yeah. something um and then I hear overhear someone talking and they're like yeah one of my friends went here and they were just talking to someone else so like and they cured their asthma in one visit and I was like whoa and, the, and this is where this so I, maybe I'm uh, picking up on the morphic resonance of this place I mean mm -hmm. some of these pools are loaded with lithium that's uh that's a I think that's been prescribed for ages for someone that's being and feeling manic. Oh. And uh and steamboat springs even there's all these different colored springs like oh, yeah. I, I literally I can now remember probably a culture where depending on someone what symptoms they were experiencing that they would go to that spring to drink from or soak in Absolutely. or that cavern to yep. do this or that mountaintop for that. Yeah. Or you climb that tree for that or you just sit under that tree for like 3 days and don't eat for that. That was my plan in the flat tops. Too many mosquitoes again. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that was the way it was. That was the prescription. And it's we've gotten away from that. And it's been 100 years now. And there is now a movement to get back to it. And um, like the Earthship fellow, like Rafe, like yourself, like myself, in all humbleness, I want to bring that back. Um, I want people to understand that instead of going to a doctor and being prescribed a handful of pills, there is a different first line of defense. There is a place for doctors. There is a place for pills. Um, but that's way, way, way later. Um, or that's for people who are really, really, really affected and struggling. But for the other 95% of us, um, nature, cold plunges, uh, good water, you know, good movement, good sleep, good sleep. Yep. There's a reason for some CBD for me. I think it helps me with that. Me too. A little deeper. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by like the, how deep someone can sleep and then how like fast and bright they can wake. Yeah. That, yeah. that balance, like finding that art. Well, I found that art and I've been experimenting with myself for the past nine or 10 years now. And three summers ago when I really, began the quest for Ned. Um, I spent seven weeks entirely outdoors. Uh, I might have spent, out of seven weeks, maybe spent an hour inside, and that might have been to like buy a bottle of water in a gas station or something. But I lived out of my truck. I sold my BMW. I bought a Forerunner and threw my tent, my sleeping bag, my fly rod in there, and entirely lived out of my truck for two months. And it was the best two months ever. Um, and I was experimenting with sleep, with energy. Um, and it was that much time outside. I was sleeping like solid seven hours. No, uh, nothing in between, just solid sleep, lots and lots of dreams. And then I would wake up like they do in the movies, you know, just eyes wide open and, um, and just fresh, like, hmm. yeah. Hmm. And it was the outdoors, it was the movement, it was the vitamin D, it was a great diet, uh, lots of spring water, and just happiness. 
awesome. <laughs> did we cover? Did we did we mix all these ingredients in the uh, in the pot yet? Oh, the the fun guys that we didn't. Did you have fun with the fun guys? Yeah, I tried to, and this is the like the second time I've tried to um, in the last couple months. I I I I've not really done psychedelics. Uh, I did once in college, but I keep I'm ex, I'm I'm interested in it, and I a lot of people in my life are doing psychedelics and having amazing results and breakthroughs and you know really turning to uh, mushrooms and ayahuasca and different uh, plant medicines to really have these like profound breakthroughs in their lives, and I'm curious. So yeah, I got some, um, and I thought I was taking like a hero's dose. Um, and I felt very little. I felt almost nothing. It was very disappointing. <laughs> you mean like three, what was a hero's dose? How many grams is that? Well, that, that, uh, it was five grams of mushrooms. And you felt like you didn't feel it. It was, uh, so I was, like I said, I had to keep moving up there because there were so many mosquitoes. Man, that's so crazy. If you sat still for a second, they were just swarming. So I, I had to keep moving. So I, I guess I was like on this mission to move, and then it started pouring rain, and I took cover underneath this big pine tree. And as soon as the rain began, all the mosquitoes just disappeared. So I sat there, and then the one like cool insightful moment i had was underneath that tree with the just pouring rain coming down and um i was looking out at this lake with the the rain hitting the the lake and um and it was quite cold um and then i was kind of leaning on this branch and it had all these uh like little branches and pine needles and i could see through it in this like tiny little pinhole to this group of purple flowers beneath. And I could just, the flowers behind all these branches and chaos, I could see, and all I was focusing on, really all I could see were these little tiny, perfect little purple flowers. With the peephole through the branch? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I thought, this is, and I was like lucid enough to go, oh, this is my, my experience, and this is, you know, you didn't a great feel, metaphor. Did you not feel like a litness in your nervous system from that? You didn't feel that like, oh. <laughs> I did a little bit, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> wow, wow. That, that Maybe that sleep practice paid off there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to uh, take a hero's hero's dose. <laughs> well, you know, on that note of uh, the plant medicine and what we were talking about earlier and then having – that like research and data and evidence is showing that like oh wow well barefoot walking does this and yeah, like yeah. oh polar plunging does this and uh hot spring water does this that um i've have you ever heard this idea where like shamans and all the myth around dragons double-headed dragons or like uh they're basically they may have been they may have been seeing in a way what microbiologists are seeing with DNA. Yeah. Is it, is it, were they, are they alluding to the same thing with different languages? <laughs> have you ever heard this or do yeah, you I have, have ideas this. around that? It's pretty, it's pretty wild for me to think about. I'm sure. I'm sure. And, um, you know, I think a lot of things in popular culture actually come from these trips that people have. Yeah. I've had. But I think it goes as also as surface, like regardless of the psychedelics or the plant medicine ceremonies, just as surface is like a yogi 
mm-hmm. or the local guy at the neighborhood. Maybe you, maybe you, whoever's listening has this like local crazy old guy that just maybe he doesn't look like he cares about <laughs> culture. Maybe he looks like maybe he's a homeless. Maybe he doesn't have a house. Who knows? But he, there's this. I, I can remember people there. That guy. It's like oh, that guy does like the twenty pull-ups on the branch every day, and then he jumps in the water. And now I'm becoming that guy, and I encourage everyone else to become that guy and girl. <laughs> like, become your own version of that. Yeah, uh, like definitely. Don't if if you're not doing something you want to do because it looks like it might look like something like showing mm-hmm. off or whatever approval that you're still seeking from someone else. Gotta break that habit, break that normal, mm-hmm. and do what's best for you. And as weird as it looks, and I bet we'll recognize each other out there. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing—you do recognize each other, and then there's a kinship. And forget everybody else. Like, who cares? You know, I do. Uh, I do my movements. I do all types of stuff in airports and wherever I feel the need. And um, and the 95% of people that think I'm crazy or strange, um, I could care less about. But then I meet the 5% of people who are like right on man like awesome what do you do and then we have this connection and yeah i love that that's the more important stuff yeah and then i would say if they take it a step farther you some you can show off like i've i've definitely like when i've seen people watching me or they've been inspired or they've been judging me like Mm -hmm. whatever comes up those feelings in me i'm like oh if this guy's judging me or this guy's like offended then i'm shirtless on the playground and doing pull-ups or like i've I've kind of wondered about things like that i just transmute that so i can do more pull-ups yeah like i don't need it i don't need to get heady about it i can spread that out through my body into my muscles and use it for a few as my fire and that's maybe yeah. what an alchemist does yeah well I was so inspired by you and Tim when you guys showed up at my house um, in Boulder back a month and a half or so ago <laughs> you went well after we shot my bow you went straight into a, like this just this great workout on my um, on my my like outdoor gym basically and I was just so inspired by you guys for really just like taking the time to get in your your mobility and physicality and and just not caring about you know what the typical normal program might be you know yeah your your uh, setup made it pretty easy with that rope in the tree and the equipment and the balls and all the fun stuff outside yeah. and then it started pouring rain yeah, yeah. that was nice and got in the rain yeah. yeah, all those things. I, I'm a definitely um, – something I'm very personally fascinated about is fitness in the way – in like a new – a different way, like a breaking normal way in the sense that like it, – because it's so tempting to give someone a structure or a plan or a trainer mm-hmm. that they can – in that way that's easier to – you know, make money off that basically. I'm more interested in like how can I inspire people – to start working out when they feel like it. I'm like, I'm ready to create a movement or something or a meme that yeah. like, if you're out, like, you know, people are, they are restaurants, they might have a beer or two and then they're, they want to go do something. They really yeah. want to go do something else, but they feel obliged to like sit there and eat. Like I want to encourage that person to go outside and do as many pull-ups and push-ups as you can and watch like, and make that your pattern. Like so maybe you wake up one morning and you're super energized. And even though you're supposed to go make your smoothie, why not just go knock out like a swim or a run while you're feeling energized and like to be able to tap into the the wisdom of our bodies that are beyond the mental schedules or yeah. the mental judgments or the cultural norms yeah and like that's it just you move when you want to move and you sleep when you want to sleep i love that 
please, please how, be the evangelist <laughs> for that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm mentoring out here. I am talking about it out loud, so yeah. maybe it's starting. I like it. That's how things start. Yeah. Breaking normal movement. Yeah. Breaking normal movement. Just go and move. Yeah, I've been, I, yeah, anyways, that's a that's a fun passion of mine that I've been playing with for years as well. <laughs> and that you, you saw, you got to see that firsthand. Like yeah. we were just off of like a, a long drive. You have a freaking rope in the tree. Timothy's there. It's like starting to rain. It's like, hell, yeah. I want to move. Yeah. Well, so many times I'm like, I want to, you know, move or play or, you know, whatever it is. And, and then I go, oh, but I just met this person and I need to be normal, you know, or I need to... Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's I need to be normal. Well, I'm happy we're meeting because we can yeah. change that. We're yeah. we're helping each other out because that's it's good not to be in those cases. And that's Absolutely. I think that's with our like retreats. I'm now our next tribe design for that all because I think we're about to wrap up here. Um, if anyone that wants to join this type of experience, not only for the breath work mm-hmm. and the polar plunging and Sedona on Friday the 13th uh, for tribe design 13th. On the full harvest moon, we got a lot of wow. good factors working wow. for us. Um, we just expanded our accommodations. We were selling, but it looked like it was going to fill up so quickly. We just got more, eight more spots, so that's awesome. Um, and the reason I was getting to the, oh yeah, because if you want to see people meet in non-normal ways and interact mm-hmm. in non-normal ways, that's a lot. Like a lot, I, I, I'm like having flashbacks to the retreats. It's such an energizing thing when everyone meets. That a lot of people are just like meeting and doing a handstand, meeting and like they're meeting and moving. It's almost like yeah. how dogs would meet each other, almost like you know, kind of dancing around each other, quick chat. But they're they're not where there's an environment where it's like encouraged not to be normal and it's fun for people to have that container so they can start tapping into the frequency of what Mm. their body wants to do when they want to do it yeah and then someone might find themselves laughing till they cry crying till they laugh and not caring about the difference that much absolutely yeah so yeah yeah i'm stoked to have you here is there anything else that you wanted to cover before we might uh keep breaking normal off air um just the gratitude i feel for you and your family um, getting to know you guys and again, giving us the platform to talk about Ned in a way that I think resonates and for you to enjoy the product as much as you do and your family to do so as well. Just really grateful for that. Um, because again, it's, it's difficult for us to stand out in such a crowded space. Um, and really what we're all about is quality and intention and, like really like having fun around it all too so thanks for for giving us that platform and just for being so like just so welcoming with your entire family and your entire tribe thank you thank you yeah that is uh uh, i guess an aim of mine so that's very affirming to hear and the same to you it was awesome how you've had us over and let us go buck wild in your yard to have our dog <laughs> over. I think we stayed at your house two nights. Yeah. Um, yeah. A few awesome nights. place. Awesome family. We had a barbecue. And yeah. Your oh. daughter and our daughter, my daughter was getting along real well. That was oh. fun. That was fun to see. Yeah. Um, I did think of something else. I've once tried a CBD where it was like at the paleo FX and it seemed like a real rare thing, but it was like um, in a vial. And allegedly, it was like pressure extracted. Do you know what I'm? Have you Maybe ever seen nano extracted? Like it was like nothing. They were like I know y'all's is binded with MCT oil, organic yep. MCT oil, but somehow it was just pure. Well, you need the carrier. So we have two ingredients. We have our full spectrum hemp oil, and then we mix that with organic non-GMO MCT coconut oil, and the the MCT makes it bioavailable. That's what enables it to enter your body. So you, you really need that carrier oil. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, if I figure out what I'm thinking of, I'll let you know. It's something intriguing, but um, I'm sure y'all are on the on the cutting edge of what's happening well, in the CBD world. I mean, it's, yes and no. Um, there's a lot of like nanotechnology and this tech, and you know, super critical. Um, that's we're all about keeping it as simple and natural as possible, because first of all, that's that's just mine and my partner's ethos. Um, but second of all, we really don't know a ton about cannabinoids and we're learning more and more every day and it's the most researched plant in the world. And the fact that we're learning more and more every day just tells me how little we actually know. So in, in light of that, we, again, keep it as simple and natural as possible because we think mother nature knows best. And so if we keep it as natural as possible, then we think that our theory is that it will be the most effective, the most um, high quality product possible. So that's why we extract the way we do with super cold ethanol, which makes for the most gentle, kind, um, non-invasive practice and extraction method to uh, really maintain the biological profile of the plant. So, you know, there's all types of technology and people will, We'll hype it up, but um, we really just, uh, again, keep it as simple and natural as possible. Awesome. Well, I'd love to hear what other people are thinking. You can tag y'all's Instagram is MeetNed. At MeetNed, yes. Obviously, you can tag me, um, Daniel Eisenman, and I'd love to know what you think about it because there's been a lot of people ordering it. And I know my cousin, she was raving about it. Mm. Deanna does. So it's helloned.com slash breaking normal with that breaking normal code. For 15% off your first order, and man, I'm stoked to continue breaking normal with you and see where this all goes and enjoy our joy of being along the way. I love it. Joy of being. <laughs> man, I mean, I, one more thing. I was Because we've had several people that had stories of like overcoming um, cancer or health issues, and I thought of like Hal Elrod, and there's some great mm-hmm. stories if you haven't checked out those episodes, but um, did y'all ever experiment with enemas or coffee enemas? No. No? Okay. No. That was one thing that Hal definitely <laughs> does, and he still does. Yeah. And he kind of overcame something big. I've, I've done that every once in a while. Like, when I do a different day, I've, well, I know, maybe a little yeah, taboo, yeah. but I've felt, like, pretty healthy about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, there's so many things, and, and full-spectrum hemp oil, cannabinoids, these are just, like, one part of the whole. And so, yeah, uh, enemas, grounding polar plunges vapor caves yeah this is all part of it and there's not one silver bullet for a healthy life that was sure that was one thing i did want to talk to you about um like the ultimate health nature immersion experience like if Mm. you were like i'm wondering if anything comes to mind like i've heard about these i've heard that there's hot springs on the beaches in maybe southern new zealand Mm. like so when the tide gets low or something and i think this also happens in marin county i'm not sure everyone's gonna be happy about that i said that that's very (laughs) rare that's very rare on Uh extreme tidal things but the hot springs come out and i'm like imagining that could i could see spending some time in an area where there's hot springs on a beach That would be an ultimate nature, nature experience, especially if there's any fresh water near other than the hot springs. Like I'm imagining a river, hot spring, beach, surf spot. Yeah, with like a the 
best little smoothie bar making supernatural smoothies. <laughs> I, now that I definitely want to hear. If anyone's listening and you know the, if you believe you have the ultra ultimate nature prescription for someone, please tell I me would, on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear that too. Yeah, I think it's different for everybody. For me, it's like I said, Utah. I had past lives there. It resonates. I have this like visceral energy that I feel when I'm there. So that's, that's my like ultimate. And then there's this amazing farm to table restaurant out there and just, you know, the best. What's food. that one? Where, what, city, what city in uh, U- Boulder, Utah. Boulder, Utah, Boulder, Utah. And there's an amazing farm to table restaurant. Yeah. It's, it's actually, it's amazing. It's my favorite restaurant in the world. Whoa. And, whoa, um, whoa. it's called hell's backbone and it's, it's a special spot. So, Wow. Um, yeah, when we're going, we're going to Sedona starting in August and be there at least throughout the retreat. Uh, there's a place in Flagstaff called Pizza Cletta. Mm. I don't know if you've ever been there, but no. it has the best pizza I've ever had at a restaurant, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want to hear about y'all's nature experiences or nature prescriptions and, uh, Rhett does as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just leave Probably the best way to do that is to leave, uh, in the reviews on, um, Apple. And that's the best for the podcast as well. I think to get this, to get more people to start breaking more normal more often. Yeah. Maybe the maybe we'll create some new normals. I think we are creating new normals. We've got to break those too. It only yeah. gets better. Thank you, Rhett. Thank you, Daniel. Again, right. thank you. Later. This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society.